Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Producers of an updated version of the Looney Tune cartoons announced that characters like Elmer Fudd and Yosemite Sam will no longer carry guns. That's right, from now on, it's all poisoning. Well, I saw that Daniel Radcliffe released a statement condemning J.K. Rowling's controversial tweets about trans people. It's an easy issue to get wrong, so just so everyone's on the same page, here's a complete list of all the things people want to hear J.K. Rowling's take on. Wizards. Some hotels and casinos are open for business with precautions in place, of course. This gentleman, for instance, came ready to play video poker wearing a mask and gloves and <laughs> smoking cigarettes under the mask. <laughs> no one has ever cared more and less about his health at the same time. Seven fourteen. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Why well, uh, you need to keep playing hard to get. It seems to be working. You might have rats in your car, and five more things therapists do when they're stressed out. It is Wednesday, the 10th of June of 2020. We're Jeff and Jenna. Here it is your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. So there's a new study out by psychologists at the University of Rochester in New York that shows playing hard to get really does work when it comes to dating. One of the researchers said playing hard to get, it makes it seem as if you're more in demand, which makes you more attractive. We call that having higher mate value. There's more to it, though. Another researcher says... People who are too easy to attract may be perceived as more desperate. That makes them seem less valuable and less appealing. There is such a thing, however, as playing too hard to get. They found that if someone comes off so uninterested that they, they may seem arrogant, it can backfire. So the experts recommend the right approach is to be semi-hard to get. Just a little bit hard. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Just enough to make a statement. <laughs> Be approachable, but don't reveal too much too soon. Mm. You think that's my problem? If I've been playing too hard to get, am I coming across as arrogant? No. Is that why I'm still single? Try to be a little Not more semi-hard. To be okay. semi work yeah. more at semi-hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you're unapproachable. <laughs> <laughs> 
completely unapproachable. This did kind of work, though, for Scott and I to tell you, because I wasn't like super hard to get. But I just remember being like the first night we met and he wanted to like hook up. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that unless like we'll just end it there because I don't want this weird kind of thing that I hooked up with my friend's friend and oh, hold on, all hold this on. stuff. Hold on. I want to, I want to run through this scenario. Let's role play the scenario. I'll be Scott. Okay. And you be you. Yeah. Let's take us back to that night. You know, there's obviously chemistry here. Yes. And it was the first time, first time that we had ever met and he starts to like, and you're at a friend's house. We're at a friend's house and our right. friends had introduced us. We both had mutual friends and he starts like, we start like making out and we're kind of like, you know, going there. All right. And so I'm Scott and you're you. And yeah. we're like, ah, 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 ah. Yeah. and I'm like, you know what? Like if, if I like, I'll hook up with you, but I don't want to talk to you after that. Now, is he said at this point, why don't you come back to my place? No, I think we both knew come that we were staying car. at that friend's oh, house. Yeah. We were in the basement with just us. Okay. Um, in the basement, drunk at a friend's house. Just yes. you at your friend's if house. If that isn't like the ultimate romantic first time, I don't know what else I you mean, could ask wasn't for. Both of our first times, <laughs> but it was. Anyways. So he's like, all right, you know, let's do this. But I was like, I don't want to do this because it gets weird when friends are involved because we had mutual friends. Because what happens is, is that if I like hook up with this guy, then I'm going to go to that friend and be like, but he didn't call me again and I never talked to him and, and it gets fuzzy. And I Plus, was like, you're going to see him at other gatherings, correct. too. Correct. And I didn't want that. So I was like, if we do this now, then I just don't really want to talk anymore after this. Like, you know. So but if you this is as far friends, as, like, we're, we're making out right now, and this is as far as, as it's going to. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Gonna go. go. Yep. Yeah. And so what did he say to that? And he was like, I've never had anybody say that to me before. And I think it kind of like was like, oh. Hmm. And then we just like made out and passed out. But then we became friends. Like, that's what happened is like we became friends. So it wasn't like you said, hey, I think you're really special. And I hope to <laughs> maybe possibly potentially have a relationship with you someday. And I don't want to ruin it out of the gate. No, I didn't say that. Uh, I just was like, I'll, you know, I'll bang you. But that's but good. Then I don't <laughs> want to talk again. <laughs> and it wasn't really like I was being hard to get on purpose. I just didn't want the situation to be messed up you're, between. You're trying to avoid some awkwardness. Friends. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you've lived that before. Yes, I had, and, and I was ugh. like, I don't like that, and I don't like that feeling, and I love these people that introduced us. You're really so close to these friends. It's like, not like they're. And I don't tier. want it to be weird, and I don't want them to ever be like. We can invite Tim, but we can't invite Jeff because, you know, Fridge hooked up with Tim. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. So nothing happened that night. Nothing happened that night. And we became friends and we didn't like hook up, hook up until like probably a month or two later. Like we actually 
got to know each other. We went out on dates. I was dating other people. He was dating other people. You know, and and another part of like the game, the hard to get game was he tried to make me like a Tuesday night girl. And I'm like, Mm-mm, I deserve weekend time. Well, what do you mean? Like, like he would call. Like I would text invite him. you on a date on a Tuesday only. Yes. He would really? Be, yes. And he would be like, because there were these other tier women that were clearly higher tier than I, because I'm sure he was hooking up with them or whatever. Those the Friday and Saturday night Those girls? Those were the Friday and Saturday night girls. And he would be like, I can stop by on Tuesday. And I'm like, how about Friday? And yeah. he would be like, I'm, oh, it's just Tuesday. And I'm like, I'm not free Tuesday. I can't be Tuesday girl. I am a Friday, Saturday girl. <laughs> I'm like must see TV over Absolutely. here. Absolutely. <laughs> like I am worthy of the weekend time because, you know, Tuesday night, I got to go to bed at nine. I got to get up early for the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you not know what I do? Right. So, so that was another phase of like the hard to get Ville of me because I was like, if you want to see me, I'm going to only be available on Friday. Now, what kind of dates was he taking you on? Like, would he come to your house and pick you up in the traditional yeah, way and sometimes. take you to a dinner or a movie or something? Our first official date was at Mitchell's Fish Market. And we met there because we were both, he was coming from, I was in Northern Kentucky and he was coming from, I think, Coleraine at the time. So we met there. I can't remember where he was, if he was coming from Hebron. Whatever. It doesn't matter. We met there. Um, and then we kissed and went our separate ways. And then we would go on like different dates. Like we would have margaritas or have food. And he would pick me up and we would go to Abuelo's at the Crestview Hills Town Center. And, you know, we just like dated or hung out. Yeah, because my first wife and I, when we were dating, like I would literally pick her up and we'd hang out in the Seven Eleven parking lot and drink beer. <laughs> Sexy. We didn't have money over, for much yeah. more, though. So what did you guys do? We loitered. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <Yeah>. Trespassing. <laughs> and they never stopped yeah. us. <laughs> but I would go over his house, or he would stop by my house on the way home from work. When we were all the time, like, seeing other people and aware that we were seeing other people. Mm. And how long did that go on before somebody put the foot down and said, no more? Um, it was me that put the foot down first. Because it was like, I don't know, months, probably six months. And then finally I was like, I'm not dating anybody else. Are you dating anybody else? And he's like, um, and I'm like, hmm, I don't really like that feeling. It wasn't a good feeling to me anymore Mm -hmm. because I had stopped and he was like, well, and I'm like, oh, that's a yes. And I wasn't really prepared for that. And I didn't like it. Yeah. I did. I was like, why? I don't like that. Is this before or after you had hooked up for the first time? Oh, after. So, and, and how, how did he react when you told him, hmm. I don't, mm. He didn't like that I was hurt by his actions. He, he didn't a, like that? He was upset. He like, thought it was an overreaction? That. He didn't. I don't know if he was expecting it or not, but he didn't like that I was hurt because I was visibly upset. Like, I cried a little bit. Like, I don't like that feeling. Like, I was like, I didn't like the feeling. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think I'm just going to go home. And he was like, oh, I don't like the way that felt. Mm-hmm. So then we just kind of stopped dating other people. Like, we never actually had a conversation that was like, Okay, we're in both, other words, he felt both. bad that he hurt you, not yeah. that he was angry that you were reacting. No, no, no. Oh, I think gotcha. he realized that I was hurt and that maybe he did like me more than he thought. That you cared more about him than he realized at that point. Yeah, maybe. I don't and know. And then he was... That's probably a question for him. Do you yeah. think you played it too cool leading up to that, which left him with the impression that you weren't as into him as you uh, really were? Maybe, because, but I also was exploring a lot of the, like a different part of the field, like going out on other dates. He didn't like when I would go out on other dates, but he wasn't like, don't go out on other dates. He'd be like, well, how'd that go? 
You know, it was right. always one of those like. So he didn't get all psycho about it. No, 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 no. We were very nonchalant, very cool friends for probably, let's see, like nine months. Maybe. And so after the first time, like you guys met and you denied him at the gate. You said it was about another month before you two eventually hooked, hooked up. up. Yeah. yeah. So what was what was that circumstance like? Look. What were the events leading up to that? What changed it for you? Oh, I think I had gotten to know him better. That I was spending more time with him. Like I when it, yeah, like when we did you make like, that decision that okay, I'm yeah. ready to hook up with this guy? Yeah, it was probably like regardless I don't know, of what the deal is with our friends. Later. Yeah, because I think we realized we liked each other outside of that friendship. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we liked him. It became its own separate thing. It did become its own friendship. It became its own thing. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Was it in a basement? Was it in a French basement? (laughs) (laughs) No, it was in the backseat of a car. It was in the back of the Wrangler. No, I'm kidding. It was not. (laughs) You know what, Scott? (laughs) I've decided that you have earned it. It is time. Tonight yeah. is your lucky night, buddy. But it was like the game, though. That's the thing. It's like people are like, dating is not a game. and that, But it, there's so much of this hard to get gaming. Part of it is. Part it of can it. Be. It did sound like uh, some there were some maneuvers there. Yeah. There but some- it's also mostly about how what I realized what I deserved within a relationship and what I was willing to stand for versus settle for. Like, is yeah. it okay that you're going out on dates and that I'm going out on dates? At the time, yes, it was okay for me, you know? And then it wasn't. Like, when he tried to Tuesday night me, I was like, uh-uh. Like, I, you have to realize you're more worthy. You are worthy of weekend time, people. Stuff like that. You know, you got to put the foot down a little. But that's a part of the hard to get thing. You knew what you wanted. Yeah. I feel like I learned so much about you this morning. Oh, thanks. I'm always willing to share, Tim. (laughs) Well, and you did the right thing because the experts say you need to eventually open up so the other person doesn't stop trying and give up. Yeah. So it sounds like you timed that. It's hard. It was really hard. And I did cry. A lot with friends, like I just want to call him. I just and they're like, "Be cool, be cool." I think- and then, how much longer was it before you squatted in his house? <laughs> oh, let's see. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was your other big move, wasn't it? <laughs> well, keep in mind, in fairness, I mean, squatting. he lived really far away. Like she was living in Erlanger, yeah. and he was living up in freaking in Coleraine, yeah. Indiana, wherever. No. It was in Coleraine. Coleraine's so a very large township. It was like, uh, you know where that, uh, it was off of Springdale Road. Yeah. So it was about 35, 40 minutes away. Isn't it like up by Blue Rock? Yeah. Like past that, a little past there. Yeah. But that's the thing that happened. It was like, we decided we started dating in like July is what we, I think we determined. But then that December, I think is when I sold my place, my condo and was like, hey, I live here now. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> He was like, until you find another place. And I'm like, oh, yeah, another place, babe. (laughs) (laughs) I still haven't ever left. (laughs) I know. Kristen made me wait 10 years before she let me move She did. Mm -hmm. How's that going? Great. What are you, a month in now? Three weeks-ish? Two weeks, I think. I think so, yeah. The biggest change we've noticed here at the station... Um, is that you get here much earlier now. He does. 
I don't know why that is, Tim. I know that. <laughs> okay. So I, I even said to Tim, I, I had a conversation with him when we were all kind of coming back. And I said, hey, are, are you good to like, you know, come back in at the old time and, you know, handle like the vintage second date update? Can we go back to our old schedule? And he was like, yeah, cool. And I'm like, great. Because I had been coming in like wicked early there for the for the weeks that you guys were out broadcasting from your homes. Oh, yeah. Like by five ten, you were here most days. Well, that Monday came around and I was like, bling, wide awake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what is going on here? I was falling asleep earlier, and I've been sleeping better. Good. So I don't know what that's about, and I'm sorry for being a moving target. Oh, I don't care. It's fine. But I appreciate, obviously, everything you do. And <laughs> Sure. That's not what this was about. I just <laughs> just, uh, just uh, noticed that you were coming in early. I didn't know if it, you had a different Duncan that you were driving through every morning. or Nope. A lot of Kristen for... was kicking you out of bed because you were snoring. A lot of some extra time for the... Uh... The longer commute. Well, there's, I mean, you can't snooze. Not that I'm a big snoozer anyway, but, you know, when there's somebody sleeping next to you, I don't know how it is with you, Fritchie, or even you, Tim, but. Oh, I snooze like you know, one When that alarm time. goes off, like, I don't want it to go off twice. and Yeah. Yeah, and upset the, the masses. Bother her. But she heard us talking about yesterday how I just seem to be on an earlier schedule. And she was saying, I think it's because, like, we're eating earlier. You know, she's. Because her daughter's at home living there. She likes to eat a little bit earlier. Early bird special going on at your house? No, not super early. But like she likes to have it it going and getting ready by 7 o'clock, which is late for a lot of people. That's late. Oh, my God. You eat dinner at 7? Listen, at my house, sometimes by the time, depending on what my afternoon was like, sometimes I didn't actually get to dinner until 8.30. Oh, dang. That's late. That is late. And I shouldn't be eating that late anyway from a health standpoint. But... She said, I think you're staying awake in the evening as opposed to like falling asleep on the couch like you were before and you're eating earlier and it's just giving you a better overall quality of sleep and you're kind of springing out of bed now. You know, and we do have that time like in the right around happy hour where we have time to connect. So, you know, I feel like I've, we've gotten all that out of the way and <laughs> there's just some some more structure to it now, maybe. Do you still get enough me time? Yeah, totally. Because the afternoons, I don't know where she is or what she's doing. You know, she's either <laughs> like working or she's at the pool or she's showing a house or doing something. So, yeah. So good so far. You know, it's a huge relationship milestone. When you're finally ready to share all the deviant stuff you're into. Because that's a milestone some people never hit. And according to a new survey, half of Americans, half, say they have some kind of sexual kink that they really want to try with their partner, but they haven't brought it up because they're afraid. I bet that feels low to me. Only half. What are they afraid of? They're going to say no or because they're going to think that they're weird. Probably both. Rejection. Yeah. In general, it takes about three months in a relationship before the average person is ready to share some of the sexual things that they like. And here are the top five things people have done to spice up their relationship. Wearing lingerie. 
sexting during the day, trying a new sexual position, having sex somewhere besides the bedroom, and trying a new sex act. Mm. Yeah, I guess that's that's got to be hard. Like, you really want to go through life like that? Not doing you, the thing you want to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you can't be who you are with your significant other, then you're like, what's the point? But what if it's something that they would never be into, you know, like bringing in a partner or anything that could be labeled deviant? Yeah. You know, yeah, well, even what if it's is just in their mind, anymore? well, that's so subjective. Yeah. I mean, there are some things that are obviously, you don't go there, but. Right. Yeah. I would say probably anybody that's not willing to share with their partner what it is that they want, they're judging it in themselves as being deviant, wrong or bad or weird or crazy or inappropriate or else they'd ask, you know, or else they'd share it. Yeah. You know, and maybe you'll, you'll find yourself in a situation where you're like, all right, well, that's not really my thing, but you know, I could see how that would be a thing. So I'll help facilitate that for you. As long as it's nothing that crosses your own personal boundary, I suppose. And I think that's a really good test for the relationship, too, because if you're able to share it with the other person and they even if it's not their thing, they don't judge you for it. That's pretty amazing. And if they do judge you for it, then it's like, okay, well, maybe this isn't the relationship for me. Oh, yeah. You sure you want me to do that to you? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wow. 50% half that never reveal it. Because they're afraid their significant other won't be down. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast. Brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.